1: and Moe. Deuce and Moe. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Friday night if the Kings take care of business in Portland. And They hit a couple of high marks on the season. They're now a season best. 17 games over 500. Morgan Reagan. They have tied the franchise record for second most road wins in a season. And they shot over 61% tonight the best mark they've had this season and the highest field goal percentage in the game since 2016. Kings go to Portland, win two, head back to Sacramento where they're going to be greeted by Kings fans tonight and a raucous crowd at G1C Sunday afternoon. They beat the Blazers 138-114. to I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo?
2: I'm doing great. I'm excited they're on their way back home. Um, I'm excited that people are going to be at the airport greeting them late tonight and I'm just really really excited about everything that's happening with the Kings going into the postseason
1: 47 and 30 this team's goal is hey let's get to 50 they're gonna have a good chance to do it right I mean there's still time left in this season to get 50 wins in a season that's big time stuff for this group
2: yeah it's huge and I I think you know when you look at a game like tonight These are the games you're going to want to have to get through to make sure not only you get to that 50 mark, but we've talked about this so many times, building good habits. I don't care. I don't care if it's down the bench or if it's your starting unit, because even if it's down the bench and you're not getting to that rotation, you're not rotating those guys in, you're still going to want them to be playing at their top levels. So you know, you know, you're practicing at your highest of high levels.
1: A lot of people are mentioning dogs of the day in the chat, and I appreciate it. I, I feel like maybe I should be a candidate. Are you hearing my voice right now? I'm. You're good, bro. You're I'm good. I'm battling like a dog. No, you're boy. good. You know yeah. I, mean, I don't really talk about it. I'm just, you know, no. I, I knew it was drawing attention. I don't want people to be distracted by yeah. it. I gotta be honest, too. What? I do think it sounds kind of sexy.
2: No. So, again, hey. you've been oh, wrong no, no. Watch, 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 about watch, the watch, last watch. two things.
1: I'll, I'll see if the chat okay. thinks. Okay. Hey, how you doing? I'm Deuce. Let's see. I bet you the chat pops like, oh,
2: that was. Why didn't you say like a pickup line or something?
1: I just did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
2: we're all cringing right now. We are all disgusted.
1: Deuce Mason. (laughs) What douche is that your name? People are digging it. The Get people the are shit popping it. No. Appreciate you guys so much. Uh the Kings are taking on a Blazers team that, of course, was extremely short-handed. I found it interesting, Morgan, that they just signed Skyler Mays to a 10-day contract the other day. We know Skylar Mays because we called his game last Friday when he was in Sacramento playing the Stockton Kings. He was on Mexico City. Mm-hmm. He got signed to a 10-day contract. And he played 30 minutes tonight. John Butler, another player that was with the Stockton Kings a few weeks back, ended up coming off the bench in this game and playing 16 minutes. He's playing about 20 minutes when he was with Stockton. My point is you're seeing players who were just in the G League playing minutes, playing heavy minutes at the end of the year. It's a game you expect the Kings to take care of business. And they did. It did get a little close. Yeah. They made a run in the fourth quarter. They it was 110, 103, and I'm like. Do not make this cute and close. What are we doing? They end up taking care of business, winning one thirty eight to one fourteen. What jumped out to you in this game?
2: You know, I, I have a few things, but I think when you just look at the score and you look at it, it being the Portland Trailblazers without all their guys, it's a G League squad. You just go, why couldn't they just do it from the start? Why couldn't they? I always, I don't, I don't care who's out there on the floor, especially when it's G Leaguers. Even if you're obviously the better team. Those guys have something different to fight for, right? I I mean, we see that in all these G League games that we call, like it's a showcase every single night, these guys and what they're trying to do. And so they're going to work at a different level. And that's what they did tonight, all the way up until that fourth quarter, until the Kings were finally able to really take it away. And I think too, like De'Aaron Fox, for example, wasn't being overly aggressive like trying to be the guy throughout this game and that's okay too because it allowed other people the rest of the squad to still get things done
1: they had four players score 20 or more and the 138 points morgan it's the 20th the 20th time this season they've scored over 130 in a game the king's record in those games 18 and 2 Ooh. so Ooh. I mean, just tremendous scoring and considering, you know, it was 110-103 with like seven to play, a pretty nice response by the Sacramento Kings in this one. And that's so what you do against a team that's severely undermanned, I'm glad they closed the right way. I'm glad they finished strong, got the bench guys some time at the end of the game. None of their guys played crazy heavy minutes the last couple of games. So bonus tonight ends up playing 33, Fox at 27. The next highest guy was... Uh, Harrison Barnes at thirty, so that's g- that's great. Yeah, that's great, especially when you're closing the season on five games in seven nights. So not an easy stretch at all before the playoffs, but you limited those minutes by taking care of business the last couple of games.
2: And we talked about this earlier. We really want to make sure that, or you want to make sure you're still seeing guys play right like you don't want to just be all right we're gonna sit them out to the postseason because that doesn't help anyone it doesn't help the team it doesn't help trying to build those good habits it doesn't help with the conditioning for these guys to have long lasting games throughout the postseason and so yeah I I like what we saw in a game like tonight it's the type of thing that you're gonna want to see against San Antonio Spurs on Sunday and there's a few guys with the Kings that really stood out to me as well
1: Who's the guy that stood out to you most?
2: My rookie,
0: Keegan.
1: Keegan Murray? How about him? Throwing down some dunks
0: tonight? Created a shot against two defenders, wanted a foul, didn't get either a bucket or a foul. Kings are five
1: on four. They're coming with a hammer. Off the dribble. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Thank you.
2: Wait, how cute. That was so cute. Why couldn't you do that with me when I just did that? With, I was like, G-Man Keegan. and
1: Jason Ross. Maybe I didn't want to spoil it.
2: Oh, really?
1: No. uh. It wasn't even intentional, Morgan. I'm just, you know, I'm not firing on all cylinders, and it's okay.
2: Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, No, when you're training like that, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Thank you. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. Uh, Keegan, tonight, we could talk about his 20 points. He did it on 8 of 14 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. I thought tonight... It was Keegan Murray's defense. He won the defensive player of the game chain after the game. But, man, it was deflections. It was just bodying guys. Verticality. Verticality. Oh, and blocking shots. He had three blocks tonight. Love what I'm seeing from the rook. You talk about building those good habits. Hey, Keegan, we're going to need you to be able to guard some guys come playoff time. There's going to be some tough matchups, some matchups that aren't good for you. But in this game, these are the games that can build your confidence when you're going up against... Uh, an undermanned team in a team that doesn't have a lot of experience together. This is where you need to shine. He shined.
2: Yes, that's exactly it. Career high three blocks for Keegan Murray. And um, it, when it's noticeable like that, you're like, you're saying it stood out that Keegan Murray's defense was really engaged. It was, Walking down guys, it was staying disciplined with keeping his hands straight up and look what it led to, obviously. Playing the caliber guys you're playing. We understand that. We've prefaced that a million times. But you still have seen teams and players in this league feel like, okay, then it ends up being a trap game. Or they don't have the same type of energy in playing up like they're going to play against the Milwaukee Bucks. Tonight, the Kings did a great job really pulling away their uh, late in the fourth, too.
1: You like the Kings players on the bench, like Darren Fox and Kevin Herter, give Keegan some shit for the dun- the dunks? Like, he should have done something a little more flashy.
3: That's
2: pretty fun. It's cute. It's all cute. <laughs> they all like each other so much.
3: Uh, let's hear from Keegan after the game. Hit a lot. I feel like the way we ended the game is how we need to play for the whole 40. Um, I just feel like if a lot of guys buy into that uh, in our locker room and we all know we can do that, uh, we'll have success. Four
0: guys score 20 tonight. So what does that say about kind of the balance of this team and how important is that to what you
3: guys are doing? Yeah, I feel like our offense is, really, is flowing right now. Um, I feel like we're getting the ball, the ball to the right guy um, at the right time, and every guy is making plays. So um, we all have 100% confidence on that on the floor, and it's, it's really fun to watch.
0: Was that your
3: second time in front of the change? Yeah, I won in, in December, um, so it was a long time coming for sure. <laughs> uh, how do you feel like your games like transitioned defensively over the course of the season? yeah i think i'm I'm reading the ball well um off the ball I feel like I've made a lot of strides um chasing guys and um, reading passing lanes and things like that um, I feel like uh, in ISO situations it's the area of growth I need to get better at uh, and I'm willing to get better at it um so I feel like um, the more um more experience I have uh doing that um, the I feel like my ceiling at that end can can is is pretty high so
0: how much are you to get pushed on uh, on that end of the floor? Like, what is
3: Mike asking of you? Yeah, I don't think anyone asks me anything about offense. Um, it's pretty much just all all defense, and uh, every coach is trying to work with me um, and putting tidbits in my ear um, just about how I can get better. Um, I always talk to Doug Christie, Dutch, um, when I come out of the games to see um, things I can work on, things that they see on the floor. So it's been it's been good for me, and I feel like I made growth in that in that department.
0: Where do you feel like you're, you're
3: making the biggest strides in that area? Uh, I think it's just passing lanes. Um, in college, I was good in passing lanes, and in the NBA, is just kind of figuring that out. Um, when I can get steals, when I can gamble, and things like that, and um, that's led to, I've it's led to some open fast breaks for me, and um, just willing to get better at that, and also keep my keep my chest in front of the ball.
1: I just love how much he wants to get better and acknowledges he has to get better defensively and he wants to soak it in. And you're seeing progress from him. You know, sometimes uh, people hear that and go, no, but he had a game where he he had some mistakes. Like, no, no, it's not always linear. Like, you're going to have it Mm -hmm. go up and down, but you want to see more growth. You want him to be doing things now that he wasn't doing a couple of months ago, and you're seeing that. And in a game like this, you really want to see how it's coming together for him. And I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm hearing too. Yeah.
2: I I mean, and that's from your rookie, right? I mean, that's what makes it so exciting is that not only are we seeing that progress, are we seeing that growth from the rookie, but you're, you're hearing him talk about how he craves more. And when you have someone, I mean, Davion Mitchell was and is that same way. You know, every time that you hear what, how he wants to always be out on the floor, how he always wants to gain more knowledge. But now you really have a great crew, not only with teammates, but coaching staff as well to help make these guys better and develop them the right way. It's just the perfect situation.
1: Appreciate uh, Ian for the super chat of $5. says there's something downright Clay Thompson ish about Keegan's three and D one can hope. First-time sub slash washer tw- a watcher, 25-year fan wow. with 16 years of pain.
2: Appreciate that you're here. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Where, where oh. have you been? Oh, there huh? it goes. Where have you been? This is your first time here tonight, huh?
2: Okay. And you appreciate Something, it. I really appreciate it, actually.
1: <laughs> also, shout-out to Peyton. He was someone that donated last time that I did not shout-out. He donated 5 bucks tonight saying got interviewed by KCRA3 about the Kings today would have been one of the greatest moments in TV history, but they cut my Deuce and Moe shout-out.
2: Oh! Well, That's yeah, screw them, because we were giving them shout-outs all gave day. Them so much love today on We did show. like a five-minute segment I was on going them. over top of uh, KCRA talent. Worst Britney talent Hope. ever. All of them. <laughs> no,
1: Kidding. we love them over there. Lisa they're, Gonzalez, shout-out. They're so good. Um, No, but in all seriousness, yeah, Keegan's... Keegan's just one of those guys that you love because he works his ass off and he wa- he's upset. You could tell he's got an obsession about the game. Yeah. And for a guy his size with his shooting, That's we talk it. about that, but you're starting to see more flashes offensively. Still needs to go to the hoop a little stronger. Sure. but having a couple of dunks tonight. I'm like, awesome. He had that one in the first quarter, a lob high up in the air to Sabonis, who mm-hmm. got it. Finished it. I'm like, these are things we're starting to see. He's running that nice two man game late in the game with Alex Len. Yeah. That was superb. And then what you're seeing defensively for a guy his size, you're going, okay, if he's got the shooting coupled with the ability to put the ball on the floor and get better in that area, work on the ball handling, he's got the IQ and he could be good defensively, then the Kings have an absolute stud and they're going to be set up for years to come.
2: And how fun is that? been defensively right i think we saw in the beginning of the season first couple of games maybe even it was against portland at the time when dame was playing it was like oh shit he can even switch on to a guard okay not too bad not too bad then you saw the moments when people the vets would try to attack the rookie and you're like okay still a rook still a rook and the way that he has grown on that side of the floor um it just gives me so much hope of what this defense can eventually be uh but it's just not there yet now if you can just see it on a consistent level from each individual you got something yeah
1: but you know there's some times when you're seeing that lineup when he throws mike brown puts uh Keegan and Kessler out there
2: mm-hmm. oh kessler arms. had
1: some great moments tonight defensively yes
2: And that – well, think about how many times we've talked about this team going up against lengthier teams and how that's a tough matchup for the Sacramento Kings. And, oh, we need some long guys. Why do you think everyone was like, get Vanderbilt at the trade deadline? He's got those long arms. He's got that defensive mentality. But then – oh, who's there? $2 million in Kessler Edwards um, to just bring his wingspan and his long arms. And it's been great to see what he's capable of because you can tell he likes retaining the knowledge that he's getting from this coaching staff as well.
1: Uh, it's a, another guy who, you know, flies under the radar. Again, trade deadline comes and goes. No one's talking about Kessler Edwards. If you're talking about him, you're going, that's all Monty McNair did, you know? And they take a chance on a guy who... Obviously has some defensive talent. He's got some size. Oh, and you got, like you mentioned, they got paid to take him. It's like, yeah, let's take a look at this guy. And now all of a sudden, he's in the rotation mm-hmm. on a team that is trying to... Win 50. Win 50 games, clinch a division title. Like, oh he's playing minutes. And it, it was good to see him knock down some threes. But he does some really nice things defensively. He finished with 10 points tonight. He had a couple of steals. He also had a block shot. Uh, for the Kings on four of seven shooting. He knocked down two threes as well, two of four. And he's confident. If he if he can start knocking down that shot, then it's like, oh you're you're like a lock for the rotation. Oh, because absolutely. you do enough he's got the size, the strength, the ability to go in there and rebound, defend. He's active with deflections. He starts knocking down the three, then it's so yeah, you're you're the perfect NBA guy. Yeah. Exactly what this team needs.
2: And exactly what this team needs, the modern day NBA body, but also on top of that another young guy and that's been my favorite thing about this deuce you have the right culture in place to develop guys the right way like that's my favorite thing about seeing some of these young guys and it's like okay you're in a good place to grow
1: you made a point a few weeks back when we were talking about kessler edwards where you were just like this is the type of move that a gm makes when they have trust in what they're building as a system and a culture you find the right guys because you believe in the staff that you have yep. and the IQ of these players that they could fit in and help the team
2: yes it's in its the the staff the executives having they have more of a basketball mind, right? They, they have a feel for the game and the understanding of not only do you need obviously good people on your team. Of course you want that, but it's not just about talent either. It's how do you find that in between the smart players, the players that crave the knowledge, the players that have something there, but they just need to be in the right situation to take something out of them. And I think this is executive staff has done a fantastic job of finding those guys and not just following the narrative right mm-hmm. you you hear those names out there I mean a lot of those names at the trade deadline and you're just like you saw how many people were pissed that the kings didn't do more and I think for you and I not pissed at all but it was I was it, concerned it, it I was, was 100% concerned I had fear yeah. after I was like oh god is everyone going to be better than us and it's like <laughs> let the bounce of my minds do that's the work
1: another guy that we have seen recently now mm-hmm. who is seemingly in the rotation yeah alex len and i don't know if it's just a matchup thing i don't know if it's a situation where it's like hey Metsu's in the doghouse right now and len's doing enough out there i think we've seen some nice signs from alex len you know a big body who can deter some shots at the rim who can block a shot good size I'm fine with him getting some run here.
2: Oh, same. I'm always just so curious as to why now?
1: Why now? Yeah, why did it take this long That's to all? give him? A look, because these problems at the back of Five Spot have been a season long thing. Exactly.
2: Yeah. No, and I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not happy about it. I'm I'm good, yeah. but I do, I'm just my my basketball uh, mind is going just has lots of questions as to why now but happy that he's getting in there and whether it's against the Blazers or whoever else uh, I'm glad that he's showing up and just being and doing what he needs to do
1: let's give some love to the people watching us live right now <sighs> it is a Friday night the Kings played a game that let's be honest for some after the other night it's like an emotional hangover from what went down sure. clinching a playoff spot you're watching tonight Gun. Gone- Kind of a boring game because your team just took care of business, but you are here. 400 plus live on a Friday.
3: Give me a hell yeah. We give also need hell. to
1: give you guys love for this. What? You helped us last night, chat, go over 11,000 subs on YouTube. Appreciate it. Ah! Seriously, that so means cool. so much. It's fun to see this community continue to grow. You guys are a part of it. It's a good time to be a part of it, so... Uh, if you've not hit the thumbs up, you have not subscribed. Make sure to do it. The chase is on now for twelve thousand subs. We're gonna keep this moving.
2: We, you guys, we like, we were trying to reach ten thousand this year, and then once we reach ten, it's just so cool seeing yeah. how fast this channel is growing. So thank you for spreading the love. Um, we just we appreciate you so damn much.
1: And our goal is to make this a huge. Kings and NBA channel where we're talking after every game and doing a ton of NBA content and want to grow this, want to keep growing it. We feel like this community can be a fun place to come after games, talk about games, be upset, laugh, cry. Talk hoops, yeah, talk hoops, oh, all man. day, every day. So I appreciate you guys being here. Jets in the chest is people are hyped for the playoffs, but I feel like people aren't as hyped as they should be. I disagree. I think people are pretty hyped. I think the other thing, too, that's, that makes it weird is that the Kings clinch so early. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't, like, limp in. Like, hey, final week, oh, you clinch. Oh, all right, playoffs start in two days. It's like, oh, they clinched. The playoffs don't start literally until April 15th. And I, I don't know if it's for sure yet, but I think the the Kings are likely to play on April 15th. Wow. that Saturday. Yeah.
2: Well, that's cool. the
1: 15th and 17th.
2: Okay. Funny thing I too, could be wrong. because one of my best friends who doesn't know almost anything about basketball, um, she texts me like, <clears throat> let's have and go. Good luck yeah. tonight. She thought it was a, the playoffs starting tonight. And so she was getting so amped up for the, the Blazers and the Kings. And she didn't understand what clinching yeah, meant like, or no, anything. Actually,
1: it's not. And She's
2: like happy clinch week. And she still didn't get it. And so it's I had right. to explain it's securing a playoff spot for April 15th.
1: Here's what she knows. It's an important day. Ayo. It's important time <laughs> in Kingsland. Um, getting some more comments, uh, got one that, uh, that uh, this is smart for coach Brown to play land and have more options in the playoffs. No, I agree with you because you want to have a good idea of what you have going into the playoffs. And if Alex Len is showing, he can give you something, you go with it.
2: I mean, I just, I always go back to the Memphis Grizzlies and every team. Well, yeah teams playing steven adams off the floor as steven adams was in the starting lineup all year long and they were so good with that lineup and just having to switch that up you just never know what's going to be thrown at you and so you have to be ready for anything in the postseason
1: the kings had 38 assists tonight On 54 made baskets. Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, I thought Malik Monk's comments post-game were pretty cool, too. Uh, He was on with Mark and Katie immediately after the game, talking about what it meant to make... The playoffs.
3: Tell us what it means to you, for you to be on a squad now that's going to be in the playoffs and what it means for you and your journey so far up to this point. Yeah, man, uh, I, I've been wanting this uh, my whole six years, um, and I'm thankful I, I did it with Sacramento, um, changing the culture, doing it with my best friend Fox. Um, yeah, man, this is amazing. Um, everybody wants to play basketball to play in the playoffs, so um, I'm just thankful to be a part of this.
1: Thank you. I love it. My
2: best friend Fox. I, I
1: just love the vibes with the team, man. They like each other. They're having fun playing the game. They're all together.
2: It's great. I know you it's didn't perfect. I know you didn't play it, but Keegan also talked about that and just talked about how. Um,
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity. In the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money.
2: The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year.
1: Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's some, all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah
2: because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even
1: that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you
2: you know, it doesn't even feel like they work because they just love being together.
1: Yeah, here's exactly what Keegan had to say uh, after that win. He had a lot to say, including this.
3: And kind of the togetherness that, that this
0: group has right now, and, and does it feel like it's just getting stronger every
3: day? I think so. Um, I mean, just every day I feel blessed to go um, and play with these guys. I mean, some people call it work, but I feel like. Um, none of us think of it as work. Um, we all just love being together, um, love being in the gym together, and things like that. And um, it's really fun uh, to be there every single day with them.
1: Ooh, when it doesn't feel like
3: work, man, that's
2: the Isn't that, best. That,
1: those are goals for in life. everyone. Yeah, literally everyone.
2: And and when you just you hear that with these guys that work their ass off every day because Mike Brown doesn't really give them a day off. It's great. It's great. Yeah. That's the environment you want to be in.
1: I love it. It it's um makes me happy here and stuff like that. And, you know, when you watch them, you see the joy they play with, especially offensively, you mm. see what they do out there. And so for it to be off the floor, those guys like each other. They all hold each other accountable. It's just great to see. Well, it's really cool to see.
2: I mean, you talk about playing with joy out there. When they have... Those beautiful, precise two-man game passes, you know, the bounce passes that Sabonis will have to someone moving without the basketball. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if it was Kessler Edwards, if it was Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, whoever it was that was just like cutting through the paint. It's when you get rewarded by your teammate with that, you know how frustrating it is when a teammate can't get a pass there because they just don't have the ability to do so. It's Sabonis is so dead on with his passing, and when you are just like pushing through one more step to 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 be quicker and get that backdoor cut, and you're getting rewarded for it, it feels so good. There's nothing else like that. There, the connection that that builds yeah. is just something else, and that's what I'm like. Thinking about it right now, and I just think that's one of the most fun things you can do on the basketball floor. Like
1: that, um, the Monk Sabonis pick and roll. Like, uh, like I, it's kind of like the podcast. You're Monk, I'm Sabonis, right? Uh I would.
2: Okay, thank you. I would say, I, I mean, like if it was actually on the floor, I would be a better passer. I think you'd be a better cutter. Okay. You do set a really good screen. We're really good in the pick and roll, truthfully.
1: Yeah, just I mean, me I can lob, I can.
2: Yeah drop Dimesy all day
1: uh, a couple people in the chat wondering about Morgan when are you getting the tattoo for those who missed it before the season Morgan said hey look if the Kings make the playoffs if they get a playoff series I will get a tattoo of this drawing that I did at Media Day the drawing was it was a it was supposed to be a picture of the one of the Kings logos, the alternate logo, like the Slampson version, I so guess. So we
2: were asked, we were asked to draw mm-hmm. the, the logos. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they're like, okay, show us the Lion Head logo that you drew. And I drew it so it's hilarious because it's so awful. And and they said they said something like, Do you think the well, do you think the Kings are gonna make the playoffs? And I was like, if the Kings make the playoffs this season, I'll get this tattooed on my body somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like just said it because I was so confident that they'd be in the playing conversation and not making the playoffs like this. And then as we got closer and closer, it was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm getting this tattoo. So, yeah, I have a tattoo artist, um, and I'll be getting it uh, sometime late in April. I was going to get it in the summer, but then NBC wants to, like – shoot it and of stuff. of course
1: they do you know you did it and, and i'm just gonna put a picture on the screen of what it's going to look like I, there's some people out there who actually want to get this tattoo as well yeah i gotta be honest i debated it i, I debated maybe i should get it but here's the problem what i i don't like the feeling of tattoos it, they hurt it's not, i have it's, one and i about cried it's not entire gonna hurt time. dude
2: it's gonna be little it's just gonna be on my wrist next to my other tattoo and um, dude, it, what it represents though. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it, it's actually so cool. really cool. It's
1: one of those, like last year, I bet, Hey, if the Kings don't win 37 games, I'll shave my head. You put a tattoo on the line and it's when the Kings end a playoff drought. Thank
2: you. In this it's fashion, spe-
1: it's in this fashion, a special season. Like what better way to remember this season than that? I,
2: I know. No. And I, I feel that. And obviously just being the diehard, um, that I am, it's. It's cool too that it's like not just a king's logo. You know how like yeah, people no, that's always just get load, logo of the team. It's my drawing. It's, it's, it's my story. artwork. There's yes. a story behind it. Yeah, so it's kind of a
1: cute little thing. It
2: is, and if anyone else really does want it, I will have it, uh, and can always. I'm not kidding. There's been so many people that have reached out about like I kind of want the same thing, and I'm
1: like, or you could we could we should have it done. Where is there a company that makes like the fake? Tattoos that people could plaster oh, on in that way, you know, dude. so kids could have it on.
2: I'm <laughs> sure I could find that That's too. That's a good gimmick. Yeah. No, so,
1: um, so April 27th, you said?
2: I think it will be April 27th. It just depends on where the kings are. Okay. I know, and everything else. We wanted it to be earlier, but hey, tattoo artist in Sacramento, she's so amazing. She's booked up and,
1: um, it's, she can't squeeze Jay in. I mean, April 27th. That she's got clients, dude. 15, 17, 20.
2: And she's dainty and precise. That, you know what?
1: You know what? I'm I'm putting good energy out there. That's gonna okay. be right around the start of the second round for the Kings. So. Yeah.
3: Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> Temptats,
1: you guys want tem? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Have some tats to give away.
2: I it was funny too because at first I was like when this was all happening, I was like, should I just get like white ink, you know, just cause, and not so it wouldn't, wouldn't show, but I'm more like, I've always wanted a white, white ink tattoo. But then I was like, I don't want people to get mad if it's not what they expected oh, yeah, no, it to be. Yeah, I so. felt that last
1: year when people wanted me to literally like shave my head all the way down.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it's like you head. never you said that you were going to do that. Yes.
1: Also, I know, uh, we're just, we're, some people are listening to this later, and they're like, okay, what? Um, but there's a lot of Kings fans who are going to greet the players at the airport. There's literally a fan out there right now hanging out waiting. Um, oh. And the players have been asked about it tonight. I know Jay Anderson from the Beast sharing some of the players talking about it. Malik Monk talked. I was asked about the fans waiting to greet the Kings at the airport. He said, I heard that. Mike just told us that's crazy. I never experienced anything like that. Looking forward to seeing it. Sabonis so says... Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. They're invested. We're here because of them, so we're definitely going to show them love.
2: Oh, so cute.
1: That's really cool. It is cool. It is special, and I cannot wait for Sunday. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Any other final thoughts on this game before I run down some of the numbers?
2: Um, run down run down the numbers. I guess just the their efficiency with their shooting and their assist numbers. Just love, love, love.
1: Yeah, they shot a season best, 61.4% from the field. That's the highest in the game since March 2016. They were 19 of 39 from three. Malik Monk hit four of seven. He had 20 points, one of four scores with 20 points in the game tonight for Sacramento. Uh, Kevin Herter also added four of eight from downtown. He had 14 points. De'Aaron Fox, close to a triple dub tonight. 20 points, 11 assists. And eight rebounds for Fox. A bonus, of course, he's near a triple-double every night. He had 20 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists. I should mention that Fox did that; those numbers on eight of 11 shooting, too. Uh, Keegan Murray, 20 points, eight of 14. He was four seven from three. He also had three blocks in the game. And the Kings had 38 assists on 54 makes and 13 turnovers in the game. Uh, also, before we move on, Shaden Sharp looks like he's going to be a really talented player. Freak athlete. To see him get this opportunity to just kind of go out there and do his thing. Man, hmm. uh, such an athlete. Dude. Incredible like, athlete. Can
2: fly. And the fact that he's so young and it's, it can be under control like mm-hmm. it is. It's, um, I mean, it makes sense why they were so high on him.
1: Kurt, with the most random super chat, 10 bucks. Okay. Monday, I'm teaching a class on labor and globalization. Could open with how labor and the global economy have changed since the Kings. Last made a playoffs. No iPhones, no Uber, couple of recessions. That's so true. A Dude, lot has changed. I no, love it. No, that's interesting. Okay, I like how you tied it all together. At first, I thought it was a spam message. I, that's a turnover on me, Kurt. Thank you for the super chat.
2: Why would he super chat 10 bucks? just to have oh, like a I, spam message? I guess message. you've never
1: been on the internet before. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, Kurt, appreciate you yeah. and the support. Thank you
1: um yeah so just a great night for the kings you take care of business against a team that is you know thinking about the offseason with guys who are just trying to prove themselves and get some run that's what you do uh and then the kings come home on sunday before we talk about that we should mention that tonight's night chat presented by our buddy sean stanfield over at rate.com slash sean stanfield if you're looking to buy a house you want to know hey can i afford a house does it make sense because obviously, you talk like that if you're thinking about it. Of course. Uh, also, does it make sense to refinance for you? For some, it makes no sense whatsoever. Some, it actually makes some sense. So, Sean is a guy to uh, give you all the answers to your questions. Pretty simple. You can call or text him at 916 276 7563. 916 276 7563. I've known him for well over a decade. About 10 years ago at this time, we were whew, talking about the king staying and we were working together and crazy times he's a huge kings fan Morin's known him for a long time too and he's helped uh, a few of our podcast listeners with purchasing a house or refinancing hit him up rate.com slash sean stanfield equal housing lender, subject to credit approval nmls id number 349707 company nmls id number 2611 nmls consumeraccess.org thanks so much your friends at guarantee great guarantee great also presented by this badass oh this This awesome lady who writes some thrillers that uh yeah just buckle up because they're dark they're twisted they're based in sacramento you gotta check out the books by t.r reagan
2: dude had a king's fan run up to me on the concourse go not even about me he just goes oh my god i'm a huge fan of your mom's books no joke read them all. She's like, I read that long series. Which one was it? And I was like, Lizzie Gardner. And I was like, don't tell me what happens. I'm on book five. It's a six book series. It is the best thing I've ever read. And I'm not even kidding. Yes, it took me like 15 years to read them because they're scarier than shit. And I didn't even know if I wanted to read them because so many people say you can't read these before you go to bed. They're scary. So if you're looking to read a thriller, especially with the summer coming up, make sure to go to trreagan.com or amazon.com and search TR Reagan. It's been
1: a while since I repeated this story. I've said that before, but uh it's really cool because uh TR Reagan for years tried to get her books published by the big publishers, and she got turned down left and 20 right. 20 years. She did not give up, she kept going, she self-published, and she hit it big on Amazon. And it's uh cool. Believe in yourself, keep going. She did. And look, follow your dreams, turned into New York Times best author. Dreams. All right, um, Kings next up. They come home tonight, they'll be greeted by Kings fans. It's surely gonna be an emotional time for Kings fans, but Sunday's going to be emotional too. The Kings are going to be back on the home floor for the first time since clinching a playoff spot. The last time they were Golden One Center was not good because they Boy. lost to Minnesota. Fans were all disappointed, but since then, the spot's clinched. They've got home court through the first round of the playoffs. and on Sunday, the San Antonio Spurs come to town who were they were in San Francisco tonight. they lost 130 to one fifteen. dang um. Yeah, very similar to the situation we saw in San, uh, in Portland the last couple of games yeah. where not a lot there. Jeremy Sochan, not playing for them. Um, they're playing a lot of guys that don't have a ton of experience. You know, Keldon Johnson's so good minutes, and he could be a threat, but you're on your home floor. And it's going to be special because this is the first time fans get the, chan- the chance to greet this team. What what do you expect on Sunday afternoon when the Kings play the, the Spurs with the with the home crowd? Well,
2: I expect some really good, obviously, positive energy. It's a Sunday afternoon. You know, it's not it's not at night, but I, I feel like that's the best way to celebrate it, too, right? It's not going to be a whole bunch of drunk people in the middle of the day or a night like we've seen at Golden One Center, which is great. People are fun. But in the daytime... You get to celebrate this squad. What you really want to see, though, because sometimes those times can screw with players, and for the Kings, we talked about this earlier, Mm. they have not been able to find a way to play some really good defense on their home floor. I don't know what it is, and sometimes we think that they're relying on uh, the energy of the arena. They can't be doing that on Sunday. They really, even if the game ends up looking like that, you got to make sure that you are, are setting the tone that you are the ones that are being the physical ones out there. And that are playing some good lockdown defense on your home floor.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a very emotional time. And I just hope the Kings get off to a nice start for these home fans. I, I, a couple of things I looked up today, Kevin Herter was mentioning that they have to play better defense at home. And he called it like the mental relax factor. Yeah. And so I was like, I need to look at the numbers. It's been a while since I've looked at them. The Kings on the home floor are number one in defensive rating. They're 29th in defensive rating on the home floor. Okay, that that matches up, right? Great offense, bad defense. But coming into tonight's game on the road, they are fifth in offensive rating Mm -hmm. and 10th in defensive rating. What? How are they that good on the road defensively? How? How? So there's something, right? And even if you want to push back and be like, yeah, but dudes, they're not really 10th of defensive rating. Okay, then maybe they're not really 29th. And it goes to kind of some of the stuff that we've, we've heard this year and what we've seen is like there are moments and stretches where they can play defense. And, all right, they're pretty good with transition defense most of the year. Defensive rebounds usually pretty good for this team, but there's something not adding up on the home floor. And you'd expect with how good this team is, is this year that they'd be better at home their road record is great we mentioned it they're 24 and 14 which is tied for the second best road record in franchise history it's elite it's great but they're 23 and 16 at home it's not terrible but i mean if they had taken care of business in a few more games against shorthanded teams then we're talking about easily a team that could be the number one seed in the western conference so I, i just you know, with, with this stretch going into the playoffs, I do want to see the physicality increase. I want to see the defense improve and just get off to better starts on the home floor. You want to get that home momentum going. Um, in addition to that, Mike Brown was on Chris Haynes's and uh, Mark Stein's podcast. I recommend you guys listen to that. I thought it was great. 45 minute conversation. One of the things he was talking about is he is challenging his team. Like, Hey, the playoffs, it ratchets it up. They use an example of the t Wolves Warriors game from earlier this week that we talked about, mm-hmm. about how physical that game was. And that's what playoff basketball is going to be like. He wants his team to be ready for it. He doesn't want them to be, like, reacting. He wants them to set the tone. And it's important for them to start setting that tone, like, Sunday and not game one.
2: And he talked about, too, if you if his team shows any doubt, <clears throat> any fear... Teams in the postseason will capitalize on that. will make sure they take advantage of that. Yeah. And so, you know, just preparing his team mentally and physically is going to set them up for hopefully more success on the defensive end. But I'm just hoping that teams don't deflate them, you know, especially if they're not making their shots because other teams have stepped up their games defensively, or you've seen what they've done against a zone, especially a matchup zone. They've had their struggles, obviously much tonight, better, against much the zone. better. Yeah. Yes. And, but look at the players that they're For playing sure. in that yep. matchup zone. And that's why, um, just all these different scenarios, they cannot feel any doubt in themselves.
1: Uh, in the chat, Christopher says, bro, number one seed, no, I was just saying, like, they probably could have pushed for that. They could be been in the conversation. It's not, By the way, not that far back. I mean, they're four games back. So, my whole point was to have that type of discrepancy where they're 29th in defensive rating at home versus 10th on the road is a little strange. And so, it's obviously more challenging. You have to create your own energy yeah. on the road sometimes at home. You, maybe they try to rely too much. Maybe they're too relaxed. Maybe other teams are getting up. I don't know what the reason is. It's just something interesting that it's that far That's that different. The offense doesn't drop off that much, but the defense.
2: Well, And that's why Zach Lowe has also talked about this team defensively. And he's like, I swear they're not as bad as their numbers. And, well, if you looked at them on the road, you'd be like, oh, I get it. They do somehow either come into these arenas playing up, playing ready. Um, It's just truly on their home floor where that has gone down, 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 and they need to figure it out.
1: And uh, one more thing I just want to wrap up with on this this week has been one of the most fun weeks oh you know it really has just of my life because this team has meant so much to me over the years and to see this city reignite their king's passion you know a lot of you who consume our podcast and have consumed our podcast for years you're into it you're the hardcore but there's like some new fans there's maybe some fat fans that were kind of casual on the outside looking in or there's some that were cautiously optimistic checking in people around town are into this the the, the beam is a thing more' than talking about our friends texting that don't even pay attention to basketball yeah and I just going out after that win the other night against Portland when they clinched and going to Golden One Center and seeing so many fans outside just to be around other fans and you think back to when that building was built and they talked about like they wanted this to be a place where people would come and hang out and that's that's exactly why they built it, is for the, this, this type of moment where there was no event going on. Mm-mm. The event was that the Kings won a game to clinch a playoff spot, and it brought people from all over. We talked to a f- some fans that drove up from Antica, people driving, just to get a glimpse at the beam and to be around other fans, popping champagne bottles. It was just a special night, and I'll never forget it.
2: Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you and I'm so glad that you felt that, and I, I don't think I'll ever forget This week, because of it, and we've talked about how important it's been to soak in this journey and the come up, right? Because we're not going to feel this every year. I'm not going to make a bet every year about (laughs) putting a tattoo on my body, like that's what makes this all so special, so fun. So, I hope you're all really been enjoying all this soaking it all in soaking in the fun because expectations are going to change. Yep. Everything's going to change, but I know we'll make sure to always uh, make sure that this podcast is just as fun. And we are enjoying, enjoying the beautiful sport of basketball.
1: And then one last note, talking about the emotions of the Kings clinching. Well, we, just wrapped up our fourth season as the broadcast team oh, yeah. for the Stockton Kings in the NBA G League. I do play-by-play. Morgan's a color analyst. And last night, uh, Stockton, the number one seed, hosted a playoff game against the Sioux Falls Sky Forest. They lost by 1.98 to 97. It was just a battle. It was a great game. Single it was,
2: elimination.
1: If the Kings would have won, it would have been a career highlight for me. We were doing the game on NBA TV together. Felt like we had a great broadcast. It was such an intense... It felt like a playoff game. And just huge love to the Stockton Kings. They had a great year. They were the number one seed. They had the best record in the G League this year. And, you know, running a G League team is not easy with all the players who go back and forth. Bobby Jackson, the Lack head coach. Lack of
2: resources. Yeah,
1: the former Kings head coach. Excuse me, the former Kings players, now the Stockton Kings head coach. And to see how he's evolved as a coach and and how much work he put into this team. Shout out to Stockton Kings general manager, Paul Johnson who was named NBA G League Executive so of the cool. Year, Anjali Ranadeve in her, in her first year with the team. Amazing. You know, I, I know a lot of people are poking fun at, oh, I can't believe Vivek put his daughter in this situation. I will say this. She is one of the nicest people out there. And you talk to anyone around the team, what she has brought and her. She just wants to learn and get better and help in any way she can she brought a very positive like vibe around the team
2: she created a a very much a family vibe of of making us all feel very much included from the broadcast team all the way to the team and it was just
1: there's so many names to mention and so it's just it's cool to see because sometimes with the g league you know you just see everything feel so distant you know and so to see kind of Mike Brown's idea come to light of, hey, we want a legit culture from everywhere. Totally. And I, I thought you felt it with the Stockton Kings this year, too. So, Stockton Kings, ultimately, you lose a playoff game. Sucks. Fun Bummer. season, though. Fun, Fun season. season. And um, congrats to them. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to miss calling games. That's what sucks. you, you just, I just got the chance to call a playoff game last night. I was so excited. Oh, maybe they're going to be playing in the Western Conference Finals Sunday night. Nope, it's over. And then you're like, oh, no more play by play this year.
2: Yeah, it's our, I mean, hey, it's our ultimate dream. So being able to obviously yeah. get those touches and to be doing it for four seasons and obviously more work coming up in the NBA G League, just around the league. It's um, like I said, a dream come true, true. And I'm just so glad that we've been having this type of week with both squads.
1: Kings fans, enjoy a day off. Get ready to go. Sunday's going to be emotional. Kings back home on Sunday. Tip-offs at 3. We'll be live for an early evening edition of Night Chat following Kings and Spurs. Before you go, hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. You guys are literally the best. And before we go, I have to give out the dog of the game. who's the dog? Who was the dog of the game? Was it Mm. Keegan Murray, De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, or Kings fans in Portland? Okay. (laughs) okay. The dog, the people have spoken. The dog of the game is Keegan Murray.
2: Congrats,
1: Keegan. You're the dog. We love you guys, Congrats. but we got to go.
2: You all have the best night ever. Sleep beams. Deuce and Moe, Deuce and mo, Deuce and Moe. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Moe, Deuce and Moe and the podcast that you know. Lucien Moe. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours,
3: the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick
2: responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
0: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.
1: How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.